Section 5 of The Life and Adventures of Chanticleer, The Intelligent Rooster, An Interesting Story in Verse for Children by Unknown, Translated by Louise Pollock. Chapter 21. Adventures of Their Journey. They are frightened without cause. They reach Cambridge. A kind welcome. Slowly and sadly passed the day, till evening came with shadows grey. Then, at the rising of the moon, the older children, one by one, came of their father leave to take, weeping as if their hearts would break. But he bade them dry their tears, and let their courage quell their fears. He hoped that many things they'd learn, to talk of when they should return. Then kissing them a fond good night, he told them to prepare for flight. They bade adieu, and Chanticleer awoke the little ones so dear, and with a heavy heart within the cheerless journey they begin. Their timid feelings mixed with fear kept them close to Chanticleer. Anon they heard a rustling sound, twas but the huntsman and his hound, beating the bush to find some game. Then a carriage rumbling came striking on the startled ear awakening every sense of fear the whistling cars they also heard which every pulse of wonder stirred once on their way there seemed to stand a giant with an outstretched hand when they approached was found to be a dry and withered willow tree soon all were glad to greet the day then idle fears they laughed away when the sun did bright ascend, it put to every fear an end. His rays dispersed all thoughts of sadness, and filled each little heart with gladness. The lark ascended high in air, and warbled there his morning prayer, and farmers hurried to the fields to plant the fruit that nature yields. Whoever hath risen at early morn, late in his bed, to lie will scorn so sweet the breath of perfumes rare that float about in the morning air the family still kept marching on each hour a greater distance won their food they gathered on the way and did not rest their feet nor play but ere the second day had passed one little chick grew lame so fast that chanticleer with clever tact lifted the wee one on his back and then proceeded on the way till near the closing of the day when in the distance they descried a smoke a church spire and beside they saw upon the distant hill the ancient college standing still said chanticleer with gay delight there's cambridge where we rest to-night a friendly person in the street guided their worn and weary feet to where he said his friend did well then chanticleer pulled at the bell the door for them was opened wide and gladly each one stepped inside the friend delighted seemed to be good chanticleer's bright face to see he bade them welcome to his home and all were glad that they had come you see we live quite plainly here said william then to chanticleer though poor the fare by which we live we ne'er forget our thanks to give to the father above who listens in love and bids us be kind to the poor we find 
at morning's dawn we all arise we've learned the morning hours to prize coffee and tea we do not make to quench our thirst pure water take and in some quite secluded nook we often bathe in the sunny brook we come out fresh for cheerful labors in which we're joined by our neighbors when we have finished the work of day and at night our weary limbs we lay on our rude and simple cot down and feathers are all forgot who labors well can sleep with ease without the slightest aid from these and can be sure of quiet rest if only with clear conscience blessed gladly they accepted his invitation hoping to return it on some occasion chapter twenty two a dancing bear they suddenly depart for home one day when they were in the street where they had gone a friend to meet they heard a noise of fife and drum and wondered what to town had come and everybody ran to see the wondrous things that there might be a shaggy bear from far away with him they saw a camel grey larger than horses on the road and on his back a monkey strode a comic cap above his nose with gaudy coat and scarlet hose he jumped and grinned turned somerset looked around for what he could get an organ grinder took the stand and the monkey started cap in hand to ask for gifts with a knowing wink as much as to say you'll give i think and often to his happy lot there fell an apple or a nut then the man gave a stick to the bear which he took with a very knowing air and began to perform with right good will with a martial air the soldiers drill and all cried out oh dear how tame but just then another noise came to bring to a sad and sudden end their pleasure which seemed so innocent it was the enemy as before who'd come to frighten them once more with cannons and horses and dreadful band who they feared would desolate the land for everywhere the fear of war frightens people wherever they are and at all times those have had a bad name who made fighting their object and aim yet sometimes for a noble cause arms must be taken even by those who are friends of quiet and of peace but liberty love more than ease this of course chanticleer didn't understand so he took his little ones by the hand and hid with them far out of the way you see dear children we then heard him say that even wild beasts can be tamed by men for all creation is mastered by them yet when revengeful passions in men's bosoms dwell they convert this fair earth into a hell worse than the wild bear in the wood man kills his brother in angry mood let's turn our steps towards our old home since the soldiers now this way have come chapter twenty three their joyful return chanticleer's children marry his advice to them to be industrious and to be united when the journey was made they all felt glad to find that the others returned had to the old homestead where all was quiet which filled them all with great delight it was indeed a pleasing sight to see them all once more unite each their adventures to recount then all went off to sleep quite sound 
and bright in the morning they began once more to go on the same as they'd done before the oldest daughters got married now the sons too took the marriage vow and in their turn had children soon who quickly learned to walk alone still chanticleer felt right smart and hale through grandpa now throughout the vale and often he would enjoy to be surrounded by his great family telling them stories of days past and gone and of his travels which he'd made all alone and many lessons useful and kind he imparted to their youthful mind every one should try he once said to all to fill a place on earth even though it be small no drones should allowed to be members of your great family money will not always ensure what one most needs and what will endure as kindness esteem or intelligence which are worth more than shillings or pence each individual has from heaven for his use different talents given to work with his head one best understands another finds it easier to work with his hands the carpenter builds a house with the plan which the skilful architect has drawn then the plasterer and painter must do their share the upholsterer will next be needed there to make and furnish table and couch and put upon all the finishing touch then many others must also come to add comfort to a pleasant home thus it is with ships and everything else many hands are needed more than wealth if ever you'd succeed in an enterprise you must unite with the skilful and the wise and each must do what he best knows how whether it be to teach a school or milk a cow study economy save time and strength measure beforehand the cable's length if you undertake to lay it tis always safest first to weigh it rise early and waste no time in slumber and union is strength ever remember another fine virtue is honesty with determination and industry then persevere and with patient toil you'll raise a crop from the poorest soil be not content to work for your gain alone but make others interests your own and always think for others to do as you wish that they would do for you and every one loved to hear and listen to old chanticleer and though his eyes to fail began his hearing too was on the wane yet his advice was as good as ever and was sought by all the good and clever the children would often leave their playmates to bring to grandpa their books or slates to read to him or hear him verses recite or beg for a story in the pleasant twilight yet twas great plain to be seen that he was getting old and infirm to be his step was feeble and tremulous his song and all felt that he would leave them ere long they praised him the more and couldn't do enough to make him forget his troublesome cough he often was touched by their tender care and then would say a little longer forbear with your old sire while i dwell with you i know that rich blessings are your due may you find your reward is my greatest wish for your love so devoted and unselfish chapter twenty four the good deeds of his grandchildren 
which one deserved to receive the precious diamond one night twas in the pleasant autumn he bade all his grandchildren to come and said to them in a pleasant mood as they all around him quietly stood i own a precious diamond clear i kept for the one who'd be most dear but to me you are all alike dear therefore the one who from among you here to-day the best of deeds has done shall have my diamond for his own then arose one pretty little one all day i tried to be good he begun i have prayed and studied and wrote and read and minded every word that mamma has said but this i know is nothing to boast of to do one's duty is hardly enough a second one then jumped on his feet and said to-day i ate too much fat meat it made me more sick than i ever had been so i asked mother for some medicine though i hate it for tis bitter as gall but i knew twould relieve me and that was all a third then got up and said my mother bade me take care of my little brother and during her absence with him to stay soon after my schoolmates wanted me to play with them in the street and let baby weep till he should have cried himself to sleep but i wouldn't follow their naughty whim but rather remained alone with him another was scolded said the fourth one this morning for what i myself had done though there were none the contrary to prove i thought twould be shameful to stand aloof the innocent i would not let suffer for me i owned myself guilty that he might be free though i knew i shouldn't have been detected yet twas no more than could be expected a nice little chick then got up and said i saw a little child who i was afraid would take cold this cool morning for it sat where the wind blew hard and twas thinly clad i took off my coat and put it on her the boys all laughed at me but i didn't care this morning early a sixth one told i found a beautiful piece of gold i searched for the owner who had lost it and gave it to him tis no great merit the seventh one spoke with modesty i was punished to-day severely because for my sister i wished to bear the punishment which was due to her for it was she who spilt the milk on the floor when she stumbled over the sill of the door but i'm sure i don't deserve any praise for she's often kind to me in many ways an older one said my supper last night i gave to a poor little girl who cried with hunger and with cold and fear i ran to my home which was quite near and got my supper and returned to where she was standing then gave it to her i was glad to see it taste so good just think that day she tasted no food it was no great privation to me i hardly know what it is hungry to be you are all good children said chanticleer kind yet modest you don't wish to appear any better than what you really are vanity is ever with virtue at war then never boast of having done your duty for modesty to a kind heart lends beauty but now you must each your voice give who deserves my diamond to receive but just then a neighbor's chicken came and said you know who i am i'm the same who thinks it is the nicest fun to tease and fight whenever i can 
I especially like to plague. Tis a naughty whim. Your good little Dick, whenever I meet him. Last night I saw him and flew on his head and knocked him down when he gently said, It would be an easy thing for me to do the same thing unto thee, but this would not please the Father above, who bids us for evil return deeds of love. Today, as I lay fast asleep by a tree, a hornet alighted and would have stung me, but your dick observed the danger and flew to the place where I was to my rescue. Grandpa's heart was filled beyond measure. This gives me the greatest pleasure, my dear Dick, he said. There are but few who such generous and noble deeds would do. You try to keep hidden from us your merit, and from your enemy we had to learn it. To return good for evil forgive our foe is the noblest action that one can do. I therefore without hesitation proclaim to all my declaration the diamond is yours, and though dazzling and clear, it shines not so bright as your action, my dear. And I hope it ever will recall to you that there is nothing that we in secret do, but what, some time or other, it will be known, for everyone reaps what he has sown. You all well began, and I hope will continue to follow the path which is trodden by few, for though hard the conquest of passions and ease, its certain reward is happiness and peace. Chapter 25 Chanticleer's Death and Funeral The End Thus age had crowned him wise and good, and round him gathered a very large brood of grandchildren, in feathers bright, peeping and chirping with delight. He taught them all to seek the truth, and gather knowledge in their youth, to be industrious, gentle, kind, and all their parents' counsel mind, that they in future years might be good members of society. So great his wisdom each one prayed, that death from him might long be stayed, but on one sultry summer day, when lowering clouds hung dark and gray, and lightning flashed with frightful glare, and thunder peals smote on the air, threatening the while in angry strain to deluge all the earth with rain some little chicks from home did stray but where they'd gone no one could say so grandpa with anxious care began to search round everywhere until he found them one and all and brought them to their mother's stall but by running fast and getting wet a bad fever in his blood was set which made him very weak and ill and notwithstanding doctor's skill, and all the care that love can give, t'was found too soon he could not live. And when ten painful days were past, he calmly, gently breathed his last. The sad news spread both far and near, and all the friends of Chanticleer came now to look a last adieu on one whose virtues all of them knew, from morn till night in crowds they stood, lamenting loud that one so good, so wise and just, so great and brave, must now be buried in the grave. The funeral came. From far and near crowds came to honor Chanticleer, and do for him the last sad rite do those that pass from mortal sight, and twas a novel scene to view, each morning hen and rooster too, were clothed in black from top to toe, 
This you'd have liked to see, I know. The slowly moving lengthened train sang funeral hymns in solemn strain, and tears bedimmed each mourner's eye, till not a single one was dry. How deep must be that scene of woe when roosters' tears can freely flow, and grave old hens with moistened eye can just like children sob and cry, and in the train besides relations were birds of different ranks and stations who came to pay the honour due to chanticleer the wise and true peacocks their gorgeous plumes displayed and geese in sombre grey arrayed and troops of swans in spotless white and files of ravens black as night all came to show how large a part he'd filled in every mourner's heart at length they reached the quiet spot where was the family's burying lot when all commenced to sob anew and make a very great ado it almost seemed as if they'd try to see which could the loudest cry the sexton draped in a long black gown then slowly let the coffin down then flapped his wings with solemn air and thus addressed the mourners there my friends he said tis sad i know to lose a friend you've found it so with grateful hearts then let us cherish his noble deeds they cannot perish to honour him his counsels heed your services he does not need but he can still serve you how i'll tell by the noble life which he lived so well and slowly now they all walked home to the different places whence they'd come and when the family were alone the oldest son bade them be done with crying which availed them not i feel as deeply as i ought the heavy loss we've all sustained but fruitless grief must be restrained in our father's death which all deplore a friend has left this changing shore for wisdom renowned for virtues esteemed for goodness of heart unequalled it seemed who has left us his life as a legacy rare let us all strive to follow his example so fair so that death when he comes as he comes to all shall find each prepared to answer the call here ends my history children dear of that wonderful rooster chanticleer whether you'll see his like i doubt but should it ever come about that you of a wonderful rooster here he must be a descendant of chanticleer the end end of section five end of the life and adventures of chanticleer the intelligent rooster an interesting story in verse for children by unknown translated by louise pollock